the wrong song. That's not oh, her Are you podcast. ready to rumble? I don't even know if we have the rights to that. Guys, despite what you hear, Kate and I are actually very good singers. Mm-hmm. Put me to the karaoke stage. I was just about to say, you fucking crush karaoke. Like, we joke about singing, but when you go, you're one of those people who are like, oh, she's going to go up there and be funny. And oh, then they're I'm like, so obnoxious oh about God. it. I go up there and I am, ob- I go up there and I'm like, Allow me to dazzle you all. I know who I am. <laughs> um, what do you go to karaoke song? Hero by Mariah Carey. <laughs> Have we talked about this before? Not here. <laughs> well, you guys should hear it. And if you haven't yet, there it's always on someone's Instagram story. Can I have that hat one Oh day? my god, yeah. Wait, I gave you your stuff. Did, Did I you give, give you a hat? hat? Oh, I have one in my car. Okay, well, that's mine. Guys, she's talking about <laughs> my merch, which sold out in 10 hours. Are you freaking joking? I was, like, crying and so excited. Uh, also, you know what I really loved hmm. was that people went to war in the comments for me about, like, because obviously I knew putting something that said, like, Anxiety Queen on merch was going to get some backlash. I knew people were going to think we were glamorizing or romanticizing mental illness. I completely understand people's concerns. I think they don't know me or my story or the people who wanted to buy it. And if it's not your way of expressing yourself, guess what? You got to buy it! But it's really, it's made me also feel like really your good. shirt. Oh, thanks. It's this kid titties. Belt? No, this is, I don't know who this is, but it's titties and the nipples are the female symbol. Nice. Um, speaking of my merch, did you know that the winner of our March Madness is going to get my merch in the giveaway mm, care mm, package? Mm, mm, guys, yeah, we yeah. were pissing our fucking You guys had pants. the funniest, wait, let me you make guys sure I pull this up. You guys crushed it. If you don't know what we're talking about, last week we announced that we were going to do a March Madness giveaway contest for a self-care package prize and each week it was going to be a hashtag war. Last week's hashtag war was hashtag shit facts where it was just Funny, interesting facts, and my God, I laughed. You guys were so funny. We're going to read a few of our faves, and then we're going to announce this week's winner, and then we're going to announce next week's hashtag so that you guys can keep going for the next two weeks, and then we're going to give away away our prize. Oh, and we have to tell you this because we got in trouble with our right. legal team. Yes. That's that, why the podcast was weird last oh, week. Oh, yes. That's why the video didn't go yeah. up. Which I didn't even fucking know it didn't go up. Kelsey was on vacay. I was on vacay. And I don't edit, so. So we had we were stuck in limbo. We're very sorry. But that's why you should be listening to this also on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever podcast I listen to. What is going on? I, I thought know. you were tired. I this was morning. tired, then I've had tea, and now I'm awake. That's and happy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, had th- like two coffee. I'm on my second coffee, and I'm ready to go to bed. Oh, well, let's change that. Tiki time! You <laughs> get the hell out of my personal space. <laughs> I just tickled cake. I fucking hate people. Uh, wait, so we have, we have to say this from our legal team. Um, let me read it out loud just so I don't fuck this up. Um, hey guys, about that contest, it's not open to BuzzFeed employees or family members of employees. And you need to hashtag contest when you submit these things or else we can't consider you, blah, blah, blah. There's all these state regulations about blah, 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 continental US, blah, blah, blah. So when you do this week's hashtag word, just make sure to do hashtag contest when you write your tweets at us. And make sure you're tweeting them at adult shit with a one on Twitter. That will, that's where we're pulling from. And before we do that, remember last week we talked about, did, did we keep it in the podcast? The, why is being an adult so expensive? I'm not even good at it. Yes. That was by at Reagan, Reagan Hunt. Hunt. Good job, Reagan Hunt. That was a funny tweet. Uh, okay. These were some of my favorite tweets from the hashtag war. Uh, some of the runners up was one from Heather Leanne. An elephant's brain reads, oh wait. 
An elephant's brain reacts to humans the same way a human's brain reacts to puppies. They think we're cute. That's fucking adorable. That's really cute. Uh, another on. one I loved was from... This one almost won. This one almost won. At Americsun123. Her tweet was, Just a reminder that Australia once waged war on the emu population... And lost. And so I did Googling some of this, Googling about the Emu War. And the Emu War was also known as the Great Emu War. It was a nuisance wildlife management military operation undertaken in Australia over the latter part of 1932. They lost. That's insane. The humans (laughs) lost to the emus. That's fucking hilarious and educational. So thanks for that one. Here's a a good one. From at uh, Sam Scoot Probs, <laughs> uh, a snail can sleep for up to three years. Ah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about this? From really late Kate, female kangaroos have three vaginas. Mm. Lucky? It's just three more problems in my book. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. I thought this one was interesting. At Jen underscore Ansley said, high heels were originally created for men. Butchers used to use them to avoid stepping in blood. That's cool, right? Yeah. Can you imagine just like a big old fat, hairy, sweaty butcher and hey, some like hey, Ferragamos? Hey. What? Don't generalize butchers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Butchers aren't fairly represented in the media. I don't know what any other kind of butcher looks like. <gasps> what? Oh my God. In the late 90s, someone tried to get Puppy Channel on cable. The pilot never took off. That's rude. Uh, at Belle Marie said a pig's orgasm can last up to 30 minutes. So I guess being a, a pig would be okay, says her hashtag. <laughs> yeah, depending on where in the world you were a pig. <laughs> True, because you could have been eaten. Some, yeah. some pigs are just around the world coming their See, asses off. does throw rocks at things that shine. <laughs> Everyone's mad that a pig could orgasm for 30 minutes. And they're like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to eat you. Yeah, or they get turned into bacon. Which yeah. Is, oh, also, how did we... I mean, I know that people, is, you know... This isn't a new observation, but how did we pick what animals we eat? Dude, I see tweets about that all the time that are like, bravo to the man who, like, ate enough plants to find out what we could use in our spices or whatever. Yeah. Because probably most of those people died trying to figure out what we can and can't eat. Shout out to those people. Shout out to... Why don't we eat emus? Whoa. That maybe would have solved the emu overgrowth population in Australia. Did you think about that? I think we eat their eggs. No, they're very big. Uh, should we announce this week's winner? Though? Let's announce it, baby. Oh man, she okay. Killed it. She killed it. She submitted many a, 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 a tweets. This is at Cheyenne underscore Eli. Most toilets flush in E flat. <laughs> Wait, she also had. She made so many, and she also had my second favorite. That was my favorite. Then my second favorite was Cookie Monster's real name is Sid. I love it when you hear things like that. We were in a video where we found out that the Beast's real name was Adam <laughs> from Beauty and the Beast. That just made me laugh my fucking ass off. There's uh, also, um, there's that viral uh, meme going around with the girl who like posted and it was her crying because she was laughing so hard. She's like, I just found out Scooby-Doo's real name, or I just remembered Scooby-Doo's real name is Scoobert-Doo. <laughs> I didn't know that. I don't, I don't know if it's true. But oh, okay. We didn't fact check any of these. Uh, so no. congrats at Cheyenne underscore Eli. You're going to be submitted into our final round, which is going to be the top three peeps from the next two weeks. Uh, you have this week's 
hashtag war. So that one's over. Stop submitting those. Mm-hmm. Starting on Wednesday night slash Thursday morning, you can start submitting. We never picked one. Oh, shit. We never picked one. <laughs> uh, let's do history. fake history. Is that fake history good or is stupid history better? Stupid history. Okay. Oh, wait. We can do stupid with a one. <laughs> okay. So this week's, go ahead and tell them, Kate. All right. This week's hashtag is stupid history. Stupid spelled with a one. Stupid history. Tell us the most stupid history facts. Yes. Like, for example, we need to have examples. Oh, shit. Okay. For example, in 1980, which is history if you think about it. It's over 20 years ago. Workers in Las Vegas hospitals were suspended because they used to bet on when patients would die. Oh, my God. That's so rude. (laughs) We're kind of funny. Hey, you know what would, would have also been a stupid history fact? That there was a, a Australian once waged war on the emu population. God, that just makes me fucking laugh. Here's a stupid history fact. In ancient Egypt, people shaved eyebrows as a mourning symbol when their cats died. What a weird thing to do. I shaved my eyebrows on accident in seventh grade. What? Yep, How do you do that on accident? I didn't like plucking. So I would just get a razor and you get under there and go do do do. No, hey. Here's it was the dumbest thing that I shaved half of one off and then I was like, oh, I should probably finish the job. Like it just oh that's my what. God. So I shaved the rest of it off and then I went, oh, I should make it even. And I shaved off my other one. I went, fuck. Oh, oh man, and eyebrows really do change the shape of the face. And then I was like drawing them on as though people couldn't tell that they were drawn on. Yeah. And then, but that was cool back then, at least for a little it bit. Was, it was the real skinny ones, yeah. yeah. And then. Uh, Trends, I, went to, I went to tennis practice and I got really sweaty. And, <gasps> and so I started the tennis practice with eyebrows and then I ended the tennis <laughs> practice with just blurry marks on your forehead. Yeah. Oh, man. High school was rough. Uh, so, yeah, guys, make sure you're also including the hashtag contest or else we can't consider you for the prize of the dope ass care package, which we're still going to put together. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for that. Those things made us fucking laugh, and that really made our week. And you can also submit on Instagram, too. Don't forget. You can go to our Instagram at adultshit with a one. Adultshit. Uh, it's, it's been a couple days, but the, this Sunday was the Oscars. Yeah, baby. The, I mean, it's interesting how much the America does not give a shit about the Oscars. It was like something like 50% of people don't watch it, but for uh, people like us in LA, it's our fucking Christmas or Hanukkah <laughs> or Kwanzaa, whatever your big holiday celebration is. Did you watch? I did. I yeah. did watch. I also played the guessing game, you know, where you mm. try to like do the ballot and I won. What did you think about just everything? Uh, you know, it was good. I'm still a little heartbroken that Timothy didn't win. Timothy Chalamet, the star of... Here's the thing. The hit indie, uh... Beautiful love story. Gay love story. It's just a love story. Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name. They won Best Adapted Screenplay. Was that the only big thing they won? Yeah, I think so. We should also mention Jordan Peele won for Best Original Screenplay, and he was the first black man to ever do that. There was a lot of big things. The first female cinematographer... Uh, DP was nominated, cinematographer DP. Uh, there were uh, the first female director since in like 19, ever? In like eight years, I yeah. think. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Greta Gerwig. There were some really big moments, but overall, the, your biggest upset was that Timothy Chalamet didn't win. Yeah. What is it with him? I think he did such a good job. I've watched Call Me By Your Name four times in the last four days. <laughs> It is my favorite thing. What? <laughs> it, the speech that the dad gives at the end. Oh, my God. I bought the book so that I could frame the speech. 
Ooh, that's a really cute also decorating idea. Thank you. Because, you, yeah, if you're a writer, then it would be fun to have your favorite books, like, Dude, quotes it's, and stuff. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> birthday presents. <laughs> April 8th. Yeah, I was going to say, your birthday is coming up. And we have to mention, wait, no, this is kind of off subject of the Oscars, but you might be going to Philly because of the last week's <laughs> You guys might have done it. We might have convinced my boyfriend to pay for Kate to go to Philly. And if we do, we're going to try our damnedest to try and do some sort of live podcast so if you guys work in like philly theater or comedy spaces and have a a place we could just bop in to record tweet at us yeah okay back to the oscars back to the oscars i just think that listen who was the guy who won what's the guy's name who won for what gary oldman yeah serious black i haven't seen the movie so i can't say it was Mm -hmm. all i know is that he had you know, a whole mask on and all this stuff. And he had the whole, it's, I, in my opinion, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would assume it would be easier to win, to get into a character. Mm -hmm. If you literally have to build the character around your face. Whereas Timothy was like half naked the whole time. Yeah. It is like, you know what I mean? I can't imagine. It was so close and intimate. Yeah, because all those shots too, like they, they played it safe. They stayed in like a nice medium range, but I feel like, to be that vulnerable, you have to, and to have all, you're having a crew, a set, you're having people, you had a to microphone. Film that beach scene. Oh my God. Can, I film, I've had to film sex scenes for BuzzFeed videos, and it's never mm. not awkward, no matter how well you know the person. Or no matter how well you think you're doing, you're not. It's not, <laughs> it's not easy. And I just think that he did such a beautiful job. I really, I just loved watching him too. Have you seen, oh, you're going to be so pissed, that meme where someone made it. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, wait, shit. Uh, official Sean Penn Instagram. Uh, official Sean Penn used to work at BuzzFeed and she runs a hilarious Instagram that's like curated best memes, sort of like a fuck Jerry or whatever post but she posted a tweet from at trashy gay tweets that says timothy chalamet appreciation post and the first picture is, is of timothy chalamet and the other three are of jonathan chabon kim kardashian's best friend because now that i see it i'm like oh my god they do no look- they don't <laughs> timothy's beautiful jonathan is fine <laughs> she's crying like structured like you are talking about one of the most talented actors i'm not denying that but i'm also not denying that he might grow up to look like jonathan chaban or however you say his last name timothy if you're watching come on the podcast (laughs) come on the podcast guys just start tweeting at them this is how you guys have been making movements it's all from you tweeting at people for us (laughs) yeah that's the only way we do get anything done around here i was on a plane for some of the oscars why are you poking me in the face right now mm-hmm. okay uh we i was on a plane for the first half which like nobody really cares about anything i mean a supporting actor yeah oh that's true the guy from three billboards won but i um i'm i i really like listening to opening monologues because i feel like that really sets the tone mm-hmm. and here's my question is what why did jimmy kimmel get to host again when like they know that there really should be like magistrate white dude hosting or is it that they're playing it safe the same way that like the Super Bowl asked Justin Timberlake to do it because they knew he wouldn't be like controversial like he wouldn't do he wouldn't like comment controversial how do you say it controversial controversial no those are different ways but I like the way you say it better oh controversial I didn't know it sounded excuse me I didn't mean to be controversial 
Is it controversial? No. <laughs> controversial. How do you say it? Controversial. Controversial? Doesn't even feel right. Controversial. Oh, okay. I don't need to be controversial. Well, controversial. I don't mean to be controversial. Anyways, I heard rumors that like the reason why they didn't ask someone like a Kendrick Lamar or uh, Beyonce to perform at the Super Bowl was because of they were they were hoping they could get someone that was that wouldn't comment on the take a knee uh, protests and and Black Lives Matter and, and well, I mean Jimmy Kimmel does that anyway. Like he he comments on, he commented on that stuff. Yeah, I guess I just would have preferred to see someone up there like I agree. A Tiffany I also Haddish didn't or someone quite that understand. I love Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like love him. I didn't understand the hot dog throwing. I missed that part. They were shooting hot dogs into the audience of people going to see. Uh, oh, fucking Wrinkle uh, in Time. Yeah, which I also want to go see. Oh, because that was the thing is they went to the Chinese theater next door and surprised a bunch of people with a bunch of Oscar winners and then probably were shooting. And then sh- surprised them with Oscar wieners. Oh, that's funny. You don't get that? I literally just said it. Of course I get but it. But you said you didn't understand the hot dog part. I don't understand why they thought it was a good idea to throw hot dogs at human beings. Oh, I just laughed. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought it was awful. <laughs> Anyways, I think he, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, fine. He did fine, but yeah, he was good. I'd but like Tiffany to see Haddish, them, maybe next time. What they say would be taking a risk, but it's really just like letting the people have what they actually want, which is Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish. Haddish. We want Tiffany Haddish to come on this podcast more than anything. Yeah, I'm so happy for her. Me too. Um, anything else about the Oscars? Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. Let's go to the ads. Spring break. That's coming back in. Spring break, y'all. Spring break. Isn't that? Isn't that from Spring, spring Breakers? Breakers? Yeah, Spring, spring well, I thought break. he said Spring Break, bitch. Spring Break, bitch. Yeah, but I think you just like Spring Break. Oh, that movie was something spring else. Spring huh? Break. That sounds like just Spring Break. Spring Break. Spring Break, Spring Break, Spring Break, Spring Break. Don't get eaten by a shark on Spring Break. <laughs> I wonder if anyone has been eaten by a shark on Spring Break. Uh, the girl from Jaws? Oh, oh, no. That was summer. That was summer. That was right before the fall. There really is a... Okay, so it's Spring Break for most of our Sprung listeners bra. here. If you don't know what Spring Break is, if you're a nerd, a international, I'm just kidding. I never went. <laughs> Why does it say like an international listener where it's not like a huge thing? I think thing. people know what Spring Break is. Okay, fine. Also, There's, international listeners probably take more holidays. Yeah, not vacation. So it is a holiday. Slash vacation. Spring holiday. Over spring break, in between semesters at college or university, as all UK listeners would say. <laughs> we love you. Please have us there. Yes, we want to come so bad. <laughs> we want to come so bad. Um, where college-age students usually go to a tropical location where the only dress code is bikinis and Malibu rum. And it's just about getting... As wasted and having as much ridiculous fun as possible. Mm-hmm. And as someone who grew up in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, it was one of the biggest spring break destinations of the world. And every spring, no matter if we were in like high school or college, we would go and we would participate. And I got to be honest, it was one of the most 
exciting times of the year just because there's no rules mm. when you're on spring break. What happens on spring break stays on spring break. Mm-hmm. You never had any spring breaks? No. I thought you went down to like New Orleans once. No, I've been meaning to go. Oh. I have still yet to go. Oh. But I didn't do any of that spring break. What did I do for what my was spring break? Probably practice for the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Which is admirable and important. Yeah. Community theater. Spring break. But spring break 10 years ago down in Florida was just about fucking getting down there, getting down, going down, fucking people, drinking, getting sunburned, pools. Getting roofied. Getting roofied. So, okay. Okay, listen. This is going to be a hard subject for me to talk about. And I, I told Kate, I messaged her this weekend and was like, I need to talk about this film because I wish I had seen this before going on spring break. And I feel like we have so many listeners that are gearing up to go do this mm-hmm. that I just want to, even if you're not in college, everyone to watch this film. It's a documentary on Netflix called liberated the new sexual revolution it's a film by benjamin nolt and it's all about the normalization and sexual exploitation that happens in panama city over spring break Mm -hmm. they filmed it in 2017 and when i started watching this i was like what the fuck is this it's just gonna it follows a group of guys who come down to panama city at first and let me tell you i was fuming the first half of the movie and i couldn't stop watching because it is just this group of cis white men who are staying on the beach and literally just pick women off fucking bang them and hook up with them and get them drunk and i'm not saying that it's only the dudes doing this because then the second half of the film switches to a female's perspective Mm. and boy i was so angry i cried i was enraged uh it ends on a huge crazy impactful like goosebump inducing uh moment and so i don't want to spoil it for you guys and it's not really spoiling it because it's a true story it's a documentary and anyone could look up this information but there was a point in the documentary where there's two girls who are reminded me just of me when i was in high school on spring break who go to do this bikini competition and they get up on stage you know there's hundreds of people that are like judging their bodies and they have to twerk for 15 seconds And before they all go out on stage, the guy who's running the contest, who obviously is someone who, like, works in the industry and does this shit all the time, says, okay, this is what you're going to do. And he starts oiling them up, like, without even asking. He's just, like, spraying shit on them. And is like, you go up there, you dance, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. If you want to show your titties, obviously they're going to like you more. So we obviously encourage that. And all of them are like, no, we're just going to go up there and twerk. They go up there, and they even talk about this. The whole... He starts manipulating the crowd and it's like, who wants to see her tits? And of course the crowd just goes fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. And the girl who was like, no, I'm not going to show my tits, almost shows her tits. She was like, I would never go up there. I would never do that. But there is something about having men validate you in a crowd of that size that made her get like second guess her morals. Mm-hmm. And she almost showed her tits. And then, you know, the whole crowd boos her and she feels like shit about herself. And she goes, and she stands back down the line. And the next girl who comes up just flips her tits out and the crowd goes fucking wild. And I just felt so bad. And then she says something about, you know, all these women on spring break, there's there's two sides to it, right? There is this new revelation where now women also have or feel like they have the power to have one night stands and 
hook up and it's not just a dude thing anymore, right? Like women Mm -hmm. do that now and we're really lucky that we live in a time where it is shifting, but there is still so the majority of these women doing things for men's validation. Mm -hmm. And it would be one thing if, you know, there were different kinds of bodies and different races and genders represented across the media, but there is this one specific like Victoria's Secret type bikini model that we're told men want and that's what's hot and if we're not that then we're not sexual or Mm -hmm. sexy or valuable Mm -hmm. or worthy and this culture the spring break culture is all about having that one dude that wants to hook up with you or like having the one like you know have fun with your friends and drink and party but like the ultimate goal of spring break is to, is to fuck and hopefully you're getting the hottest dude that will validate you. And I think there, there is a shift that's happening and there's definitely a line where I go back and forth all the time where I'm like, I want to be needed and I want to be wanted, but also I don't give a shit and I'm going to fuck whoever I want. And I wish I had had this movie 10 years ago to watch before going on spring break and just seeing the culture of it. And it, yeah. it, it, go, it dives deep into sexual coercion and how men can manipulate women into <clears throat> hooking up with them when they really didn't want to about alcohol culture and how that perpetuates specific types of behavior. And man, it was just, I was, I've never felt something so much. And I think it's because I grew up with this being so close to me and participating in it that I just, I, I was, it was such a good film because when you yeah. leave feeling this way and wanting to talk about it, I mm-hmm. think it's, even though it was a terrible situation mm-hmm. and terrible things happen, I'm so glad I watched it. I'm interested in what you said earlier about the girl being on stage because I think this is, I think this is where part of my beliefs are like a little outdated, maybe, but I was raised to, I'm, I mean, at that point it's sort of like what, did you expect yeah you're getting on stage to twerk yeah on spring break do you really think that you're walking into a place where they're going to respect you mm. you know what i mean i think yeah. that that's it i think that that's like a really important thing um i think we need to you know raise our kids better or whatever yeah. but i also think that you know if you I, I think i've said this on this podcast before if you see a car flying down right. the street you might be they might have a stop sign and they should stop yeah. but if you walk out you might still get hit and so what do you, you want to be right or do you want to <laughs> yeah. be safe and i think that that's like i think there's like a big argument right now with like well things shouldn't be that way and i totally agree but, but it they just is. but it's also like you're at spring break is notorious yeah. for being shitty and slimy and gross it is something that Really never <laughs> appealed to me in any way. Mm-hmm. I thought about big crowds. It was dangerous. Oh, my God. I was the opposite. All of, like, the alcohol. And I thought about getting roofied, which is funny because I've I've tried to not get roofied my whole life. And then I got roofied right. as an adult. Um, but, like, that's... And they talk to the women. Like, they, they cut to interviews of, of the beachgoers and the spring breakers. And they do this one section on talking to the women about these stage contests. And mm-hmm. the girls are... Like I said, it's half... Where they're like, I just feel empowered and fucking sexy being up there and having all these men look at me. And that's something I could never do at like my private Christian college. And then there's the other half that are like, yeah, I want that dude to think I'm desirable and hot. And that's, I, you know, it's, it's hard yeah. to not be I mean, people want to be into that. desired. People yeah. want to be. They want to be needed. That's just basic human fucking and existence. This- that whole scenario bums me out and it has always bummed me out like my whole life (laughs) because 
I want so badly for there to be a world where someone would be interested in more than just tits. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I just had a conversation with a friend yesterday about this and like I lost a lot of like hope. Like he, he, he basically said all the, I mean, it doesn't matter. He's kind of younger. So, but whatever, but it was like talking about how there's like a certain way that you like approach flirting and a certain like, you know, that you have like lower your voice and look a certain way and lift up your tits or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've got, I've heard that from like girls too. And I just, I don't know. I know that there's, I don't know. I don't know how to like put this into words, but let me try. (laughs) Um, I know that I've gotten really good at keeping a safe distance because that sort of stuff makes me feel really unsafe Mm -hmm. because I don't like the idea of, I'm not the type of person who wants to just fuck and then Mm -hmm. leave right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's such a level of like disrespect there. And I wish that this wasn't the case, Mm -hmm. but I also think that like, I've always felt more comfortable inserting myself as like a sisterly role Mm. or like yeah like that you wouldn't even think to fuck me because like you're holding the hair back or like yeah you're even the sisterly role to like guys yeah so like I'm you know one of the guys and I like joke with them or whatever and then um you know then they don't look at me about yeah because that I want love I don't want that sort of like thing but I also I don't I don't know how to like explain this. I, I'm having a hard time explaining no, it. No, I, I think you're hitting the nail on the head because it's different for every person. And I thought yeah. that's what this film did great was like, there are some women who were there saying like, I'm doing this because I want to have a one night stand and I want to wake up tomorrow and never talk to this motherfucker again. And part of me was like, hell yeah, girl. And then the other half of me, which is terrible, was like, I don't fucking believe you. Ooh. Like, I don't think that's what you want because that's what I did. It was completely self-projection. But back right. in spring breaks, yeah. I would, even when I had boyfriends, like my boyfriend at the time would be like, yeah, I don't care if you hook up with a chick. Like, do what you want. Get crazy. Fucking yeah. what t-shirt contest? T- what t-shirt contest? That's like, I want my girl to win that. I want my girl to be the girl that's like hooking up with other chicks. And I, I thought that's what guys thought were sexy. And I almost feel like it made me kind of who I am today to believe that that is what I like. Whoa. And I, and it's taken a long time. Wow. To realize that, like, okay. If there's no dudes around, I'm single, I'm in a steady job, I love my life, I'm completely alone, is that what I really want? And there are absolutely things that I have changed about myself that were ingrained in me about what I thought men thought was sexy and what I wanted. Like, for instance, tits. Like, I always wanted a boob job. I wanted a boob job my whole life and felt so embarrassed. And when I would have sex, I wouldn't, you know, do positions that showed off my boobs and I was so self so self-conscious about it and now I fucking would never change my tits for the world. It's what it's my favorite thing about me. Uh-huh. But there were times where I like questioned my bisexuality because we've talked about this before like it's something that was for years um it was appealing more, for the male gaze. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was more it an was, act. Yeah, it was more like, "Oh, watch if I make out with this chick, then yeah. like that dude will like me." Yeah. I think I'm so that's really interesting how I feel like we're, we both were affected in two different ways Mm. by almost the same thing. Oh yeah. Um, I can't help but think that it's also because of maybe not, but looking a certain way. Yeah. fair. You know what I mean? Like I, I never, and I, I don't know. I feel like there's, I understand that it's nice to like take care of yourself and show that you're like trying, putting forth an effort and you want to look good. But I, I personally, feel like I'm going more in the opposite direction because I'm just sort of like 
still scared of that like closeness with other people Mm -hmm. and I think that like the idea of going I don't know the idea of going to spring break and just fucking and drinking and I understand what you're saying because the way that you're talking about taking care of yourself right like there was a time in my life and it didn't happen until I was older Uh that I stopped looking quote-unquote hot or like getting ready or doing my hair and makeup I stopped doing it for men Mm-hmm. And that shift took time and I wish I would have let that release go when I was a teenager. I wish I would have not given a fuck what mm-hmm. the dudes around me thought about me mm-hmm. because I think I would have been a lot happier and I feel like you didn't give a fuck too much about the guy, what the guys around you or it was a it was like a protective thing that That's you did what it was. where it was being so it was best like, friends I, with the guys. And, but it would be like, oh yeah, I don't care. I'll just wear this like hoodie or whatever and not do makeup and Mm -hmm. yada 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 and it was like yeah I'm chill I'm cool but it was way more armor than it was a choice and now I feel like I'm in that sort of same position as you was like I don't know if that's what I actually like or like I I don't I don't know I just I avoid anything that would make me desirable Mm. you know what I mean like people know how to contour and they know how to put on makeup and do their fucking hair and I'm just like no I don't want to do any of that because I just I think I decided not to care so that I wouldn't ever be in danger because mm-hmm. to me any sort of intimacy like that felt like danger or like sexuality even yeah yeah there's a quote oh, fuck I forget who it is I'm gonna have to find it and say it next week but it was like how many feelings of like discontent have been our own and how many have been because of romantic discourse mm-hmm. like how think about all the time we've spent frustrated or angry or sad or not feeling worthy or not feeling loved because it was what we actually felt or was it because of the actions of trying to like please someone else yeah and I feel like maybe you've in a weird way gotten to like miss out on some of it in a good way you know what I mean yeah because you've kept yourself quote-unquote safe yeah is that right I don't know. It's just what is. Yeah. It just it is what it is. And yeah. I almost feel like it, it comes back to that same saying of like, it's better to have loved and lost than to never loved at all. And I always say, nah, man, I would have rather not loved at all because that shit is not fucking worth it. It's so not worth it. This reminds me of a quote from the end of a movie I like to call, Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> where it says, to feel nothing so as to not feel anything. What a waste. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So good. Say that again. To feel, For the people in the back. To feel nothing so as to not feel anything, what a waste. So here's where I'm at right now, okay? And I want to get back to what you were yeah. talking about, no, too. Um, yeah. But I think for so long, I've been trying to not feel anything at all that I feel like now I'm almost like grieving all of the times that I yeah, dude. I missed out. You know what I mean? And then Years. I, but I really, I talked to my friend yesterday and it really fucked with me. Because he was just, like, basically just saying, like, this is what guys like and this is what guys want. And very, like, old school ideas yeah. and, like, this is what, you know, this is what will get you attention. And I don't think it upset me that it was him saying it as much as it was a couple things. One, that I always seem to find a way to find someone who's going to say stuff like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Stuff mm. that I consider really Toxic. small-minded. Yeah. and um, Old school thinking. Old school thinking. In a way. But then the thing that scares me the most is what if he's right? Mm, that's what scares me yo because i'm losing faith right now Mm -hmm. and i'm like thank god i am bisexual because i might might only i might only have the emotional capacity to be with a woman because right now i don't 
No, I haven't been proven otherwise. The only time I've seen men be respectful is when they're in my family. Yeah. Or it's the, at work and they have to be. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Yeah. Men are fucking and that, idea, and that idea of being like, guys and girls can't be friends. Like, I do have a couple friends, but then, then like, that are guys, but then it makes me wonder, because then, it, like, the guy was like, that's only if they don't want to... Like, this was in, when Harry met Sally, too. That's only if they Never don't want to have sex with you. What? <laughs> I've never seen one. Oh, no! What are you doing tonight? What? What are you doing tonight? I guess watching Harry Met Sally. Oh, the baby gonna come over and watch Harry Met Sally. And we can cook our blue apron? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, what the hell was I saying? Oh, sorry. Um, about men oh, yeah. being disrespectful. And then, but then men, like, men and women, oh, straight, or not straight, but pe- men and women who would be attracted to each other. Mm, I don't know. If, yeah. I, I guess know. hetero or, or could be queer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. Oh, I just pulled something out of my ear. Yikes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, so if they're not attracted, or if they, if they don't want to fuck me, that's why we're able to be friends. And that must mean that I'm unfuckable, Oof. right? And so then I start going down this. And I mm. so I said this to him yesterday because he, the guy I was talking to was like, I'm not attracted to you. And I was like, holy shit, you just called me ugly. And he's like, no, I didn't. He's like, if you had like, you know, if you were, if you had your tits out and you were talking in like a low voice and. Ew, what does and that even flirted. fucking mean? I know, he's like, he doesn't. Hello. <laughs> with my Hello. shirt. What's Dude, up, And sailor? you know what, that comes back to like the toxic masculinity of but what we're taught is I've hot. heard that from women. I've, that has wow. been dating advice that I've gotten from women when it comes to flirting. Mm. And I'm so discouraged right now mm-hmm. because I want to say to like everyone who's listening, who's like younger too, and, and maybe going through it as well, probably going through it as well. Who doesn't go through this shit, Being man? like, you know, being like, there's someone out there and there's someone, that, and I'm not trying to be like a Debbie Downer, but I don't fucking know. Because yeah. I don't, I want someone like Jim Helper, right? Or someone like on a... The office. The office. Okay. You know, or or someone who would respect yeah. a woman before that woman did something for and like, them. I Just as to, another human being. I hate to say that that's like when, when I was talking about earlier about like when I realized I was bisexual for myself and not for men. Yes. Like that's where that moment kind of came from was that this could be a broad generalization and tweet, you know, fucking at me if I'm wrong, but like. I always felt that women respected me as a woman more and they understood me and it was just easier. Not even just as a woman, it's as a person. Fair, fair. Like I have a really, I'm having a really hard time with, with that whole idea and that whole like, you have to look this way to get this like admiration. But why do you, why do you have to not want to fuck me in order for you to treat me like a, like a friend like a or even like a person you would want to fuck like why can't we be nice but to why, yeah why like i i and i don't think it's all men i i no, do think we're not all men in here n- at all and i i do but we're think, majority men <laughs> majority of the men Straight, that i'm i'm men. currently drawn yeah. to and i think that that comes from being like self-destructive in a way of being like it's almost like you're like a you're drawn to a bug zapper because it's mm. just like maybe this time i'll get them yeah. you know maybe this time i'll be able to reason with them yeah. and that made me lose faith too because I'm like should I just keep talking about this to maybe make them see the light and then I was like is it a problem that it can't be fixed I don't know it's, it's just yeah, it's really it starts, frustrating it starts with the the culture of masculinity and how toxic it is and again and with media and that's something that like women play into as well and yeah. like not leaving out you know non-binary I hate fucking going men and women because like I don't yeah. believe that that's the scale but the majority of culture still believes in this binary like Men are supposed to be strong, blue, women are supposed to be uh, submissive, pink, and obviously that's like shifting. And there is, there is a belief, like I do think women are starting to have uh, 
belief in their own power. Uh-huh. And I worry about what that will meet when it does meet toxic masculinity. See, that's, yeah, that's really interesting because I was, even in this conversation, I was like, he mentioned, he's like, well, once you get to a certain age, you could understand reason so that being raised a certain way doesn't really, and I'm like, no, because culturally you're raised a certain way. And, you know, the way people look at you and the way they interact with you forms the way you see the world and conduct yourself through the world. Mm -hmm. Which is very interesting because then we have a whole bunch of subliminal messages. So there's no one out there being like, you're a girl, you got to be soft. I mean, maybe there is. There's probably some dick in a bar somewhere doing that who, (laughs) like, has a small penis Penis. and has never found a clitoris. But, uh, I mean, if you you wanted to. Yeah. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Right. So then you have, like, all of these underlying, like, uh, things where, like, get your best body. The idea of, like, a fucking revenge body or, like... Um, you know, all these cleaning commercials with women cleaning and being like, my husband's such a slob, I'm going to clean up after him. Or like, honey, I know where your keys are. Like she has to have it all together and doesn't have a whole bunch of boxes and trash that she didn't throw out of her house yet. Clothes that she didn't donate yet. You know what I mean? I want to see that woman on a commercial. Yeah. Just being like, I'm fucking tired. And and all May is the only thing that works easy for my skin. You know? Something like that. And that's not even like what being bi, I keep referring back but like it's not what being bi is about is that like you don't you you know like you're Mm -hmm. getting something from women that you don't get from men because i do think that that's um ignorant thinking because i think it's the it's looking at people as genders and not as people but everyone i mean people will talk about everyone having masculine and feminine energies absolutely yeah i think i fully have big masculine energy and i don't mean that in the way of like of being like, I'll fuck whatever I want. But yeah. then I think, well, it's because I'm like a leader. And yeah, yeah, well, I do all the time. Yeah. Because I want to. But, um, and then I say, well, it's because I'm a leader and I'm I'm not afraid of what I, people think of me and I'm not afraid to say what I think. But then I go, why does that have to be a fucking masculine trait? Why can't that just be a strong feminine trait? Right. It makes me angry. That's what, when people are like, gender is a construct. Yes. Yeah. For sure. God, imagine, imagine how great spring break could be if it wasn't about male, female. Yeah. Also, imagine if it was cool with, like, consent and shit. Okay, so that's another, that, like, man, that really upset, I don't know, that upset me for so many reasons about her being on stage Mm -hmm. and, like, because my initial thought is, like, well, don't be on stage, right? But then it's like, why can't you be? And just because you do feel like you have a power over, it makes you feel powerful over that feeling of needing to validate men. It's kind of like, look, I'm doing this for me, not for you. Because again, it's like, we don't believe it, right? We don't believe that a girl would go up there and and do it for herself. Right. It's fucked up. I I don't think that no one would. I don't necessarily think that. I just think that then she's not a celebrity. She's not going to have, you know, a bodyguard. Then she's going to walk off the stage. Yeah. Yeah. And... I mean, then, and then you have these drunk guys who are, who are like, well, you're at spring break, so obviously you're looking for my yeah. dick. And honestly, I'm going to pound all three inches into you. <laughs> that's when they talk about sexual coercion and just how, I, I mean, it's happened to me. I've had sex with people I absolutely did not want to have sex with. I have hooked up with people that in the moment, I, and I don't fucking know how, like when I look back on it, especially thinking about spring break, I think in my head, how the fuck? Did I, why did I do that? And then I, my first thought is I blame myself and then I blame the alcohol. 
Yeah. I go, well, I must have wanted to do this in some capacity or I must have wanted the attention. So mm-hmm. it's my fault rather than going, there is a culture of sexual coercion that comes from a place of toxic masculinity that and now it just a, feels real. And it, it just and feels it, like the truth. And then it affects women. Right. Whereas men are going, yes, I add another notch to my belt and that's what matters. And, and you know, and oh my God, there's a beautiful moment in this film where the guys, it comes out towards the third act, but it's like, they're only doing this for each other as dude friends. They're yeah. not actually doing it because they want to hook up with as many girls as they can. They're doing it because they have to or else they're labeled a pussy, a, 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 a little bitch. Right. Like that's, but not, that's what makes me wonder. That's what makes me wonder. Am I being too hopeful by thinking that... I mean, no, because I think that everyone cries when they're younger. They cry when they're hungry. They cry when they're upset. And then two people... You know, a, a man and a, and a woman that are told, you're a man, you're a woman, so you do this, mm-hmm. and you feel like this, and you hide your tears, and you don't know how to fix your own things. You just know what strong man to call to fix these mm-hmm. things for you. And then and then we kind of, like, continue on our way. And I do wonder what it would... Because that's, that's the, the weird thing, is that we could move forward and, you know, raise children differently, but by the time they, like, we're never... I mean, it's... I just don't think we'll ever necessarily see yeah. the change. It'll be for our kids. But by that time, the planet's going to be done. <laughs> um, I I think it would be cool if we gave some, like, I don't know, tips for anyone going out on spring break. Like, some things. Obviously, my initial thing would be, like, be safe. Cover your drinks. Like, bring a friend with you. But I think there's something deeper than that of, like, maybe before you get in that car and take that road trip and, you know, blast those hip-hop songs and start shooting fucking Parrot Bay in the backseat, think about what you actually want out of this and are you doing it for you or are you doing it for someone else? Are you doing it as a man to impress your friends are you doing it so that women will feel like shit about themselves later? Does that make you feel good? Or as a female or a woman, do, does hooking up with a, a stranger who you might never see again actually feel good to you? Are you doing it because you want to try it and see if that feels good to you? Fucking wear protection for the love of God. Yeah, yeah. And sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Okay. I think that if you're... Fuck. <laughs> I have such a skewed view of of sex that's and parties. That's okay. That's it's why just, people listen to us because we're different. So I would say, to me, it sounds like you're swimming with sharks. Mm-hmm. No <laughs> And so just, yeah, man, just be careful. Be Don't be the bait. No, no, I don't mean that. I just mean like the sad reality is that if you pass out on the beach, chances are... People aren't going to help you. Help you, unless you have some friends who are also going to be looking out for themselves. It's no not one wants the way to be the people friend. should yeah. behave or think, but I think that that is the current climate of yeah. where we are, and I think that um, just try really hard not to be in that position. Yeah, I definitely think you should be able to go and party and pass out and wake up and be like, "Oh fuck, that was crazy." <laughs> we know? do it all the time now. <laughs> yeah, but I. I mean, I just think that you got to be really wary of yeah. of when you trust, you know, you're trusting a bunch of drunk frat strangers. strangers. Yeah. Guys or girls, you know, I and don't like, know. Oh my God. The, these kinds of vacations can have lasting impacts if, you know, something happens. Not saying it doesn't happen every single day to, you know, every kind of 
race, gender, sexuality, but specifically when you're going into something like spring break where it is about alcohol culture, it is about hookup culture, just know that rather be safe than sorry. Is that terrible to say? No. I mean, I wish we didn't have to say that. Yeah. I wish it was different. I do think that, like, if you're a guy going, you know, please just be respectful. And, I you hate know that what I mean? we sound like, I hate that we sound like, a, a little man Haiti, because after watching this film, I did feel that way. So I don't want us, I yeah, don't want it to I'm, come across as that. But I also, I hate that, like, we're, I just am assuming the worst of men because historically the men have done the worst things to women. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that there's a hive mind. That's what worries Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. me. Ooh, is that yeah, 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 alone, I, I don't necessarily... Like, I think these guys would be like, yeah, of course I wouldn't do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. of course not. But there's... I mean, that's why football happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just being like, let's fucking rage at this other team. And like, you know what I mean? And it's cool. It's like this brute strength. And it's something I'll never understand. <laughs> But I appreciate. Yeah. I think it's cool. That it, like I, I like a hive mind. I've done improv, but <laughs> but um, I think that it's in the same way that it's really hard for women to speak up when they're feeling unsafe. It must be really hard for a man to speak up when Ooh. the vibe is unsafe. Ooh, yeah, because then that's unsafe oh. for them too. And I understand that it's all very difficult. And this is all like new, yeah. really, because you know people have been talking about it, but not really like. It hasn't been such it. a movement, it feels mm-hmm. like. I, I would be so scared to go, mm-hmm. quite honestly. I think, too, because it was so normal for me. Like, it wasn't a scary thing. But looking back on it, I cannot believe the things I did. Yeah. I cannot believe the things I saw and said nothing or mm-hmm. did nothing. I can't believe we uh, comforted each other the oh, next bring day. Oh, mace. Bring mace. Oh, I love mace. Love a good bring mace. Bring mace, get a taser. Yeah. Yeah, do that and just remember that you have it. And oh, Again, I still feel bad that it's like women protect yourselves rather than like men don't be rapists. You know? Not that women don't rape because they for sure do, but it, historically and in this spring break culture, you know, I would love to go to like a gay weekend. I would love to go to a gay spring break weekend and just see well, how wait. that's different. Maybe, but see, that's interesting that you feel bad saying this thing, but that's the truth. I know. I just, I feel. That's just what happens. You know, because it's, it, what, it, it's my guy friends from home. It's my friends that I grew up with that I have had to detach myself and my thinking and my morals from. Right. And not saying like, yay, pat myself on the back. Like I deserve to be fucking awarded because now I'm a liberal, like free thinking good person yeah but it's it's that same way that things are ingrained in you from catholicism or whatever or the way that it constructed your thinking to be like well don't go on stage if you don't want to be looked at it's it's well i know these people i know these guys i know that they're capable of change i know that they aren't all bad Uh but again like i hate saying not all men because i feel like i am talking about to all these men that are going to spring break i don't think you have to be a bad person to do bad things boom so that's like it could be a good guy you know it could be a good girl it could be what you know whatever like a good person and then they just indulge this yeah you know drunkenly indulge these things and and sometimes you really don't know what the fuck you're doing when you're drunk Mm. i know that this pales in comparison but i have a habit now of getting drunk (laughs) 
and drunk ordering Grubhub pizza and falling asleep before I could get it. So I just keep it giving just pizza. Happening. It happened twice now, and I'm really upset because I because when I'm drunk, I'll be like, I want it all. It's just pizza in a bunch of different forms: pizza, cheesy breadsticks, garlic, mm. all that shit. Yeah, and then. You know, whatever, but, you know, I don't even want to do that at the time. But the main thing is, like, a primal, like, nah, I'm going to eat now. So what I'm saying is that what scares me is that idea of everyone's reckless and everyone's letting loose. And there is a possibility of someone not even knowing what they're doing. It makes me So that's scary, too, as a guy to be like, I didn't, I would never do that. And then you get really drunk and you, you cross yeah you don't you pollinate your insecurities and 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 then you have all your different alcohols and the different drugs or whatever and then the next thing you know you're a fucking monster and girls too it makes me it's it makes me cry a little bit because i i also just wiped my eye at the same time i said it makes me cry i wasn't actually um cry where here yeah in my heart because uh i joke Saying that I'm so thankful that I grew up in Florida and got to be fucked up and fuck up early on because I'm so thankful because that's what's made me who I am today. But it also makes me incredibly sad that that's how I gained my strength and became like a strong, independent woman because I know that there are millions of women that that's going to happen to where something terrible or terrible things or terrible culture is going to have to be ingrained in them for them to be able to as an adult look at that and go that was so wrong rather than recognizing it and having strength to see it early and it just makes me sad because it makes me feel like who I'm who I am and who I'm built on is like a terrible thing no I don't think so I mean I understand your feeling yeah you know and being like oh I I, you know you have to unlearn a whole bunch of stuff and whatnot and I I empathize with that completely. I, yeah. I know what that's like. Yeah, but I, you do have that in a different form. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, but I still think that, you know, it still does make you who you are. Whatever yeah. it did, you know, yeah. and you're, even if you're, even if having the opportunity to be like, I could have been different or this mm-hmm, could have been mm-hmm, different. Mm-hmm. You have that perspective. And I think perspective yeah. is the most important thing instead yeah. of just being Fair. like, you know what I mean? To like yeah. question, why do I think this way? And why am I doing it? I think that's like the most important yeah. thing a human could really ask themselves is yeah. why am I thinking this way? And that's what we're trying to say, I think, with this. Yeah. Is like, <laughs> if you have the opportunity and you're listening to this and you can really, and you're younger yeah. and you have or the chance, or older, or older, we're talking about spring break. I don't know, I was going to college age. College age and younger, if you have the chance to really fucking sit down and think about these things now, yeah. I don't know if saying like, it'll save you a lot of fucking grief or like, you know, therapy bills when you're yeah. older. I but mean, some lessons have to be learned. Yes, fair. But then, uh, you know, yeah. if you can, if you are under, if you're able to take this and yeah. Personalize I just want it. them all to know how beautiful and important It's and so crazy valuable. how quickly I turned into my mother. Oh, God. Just that quick. I mean, I already was. I was the mom even when I was younger. Just being like, you guys be careful. Text me when you get back. I'm going to turn in. And yeah, but. I just want you to know that like your bodies are yours. Oh. Your own. That's another thing. I know a lot of particularly white women. Probably uh, right. (laughs) Are not used to, from my experience, uh, boundaries. Setting boundaries. And Mm -hmm. I feel like. And I think that. Something that we talk about on the podcast without actually saying boundaries is boundaries. boundaries. I definitely think that that's something that could be practiced 
um, and utilized on a spring break type of thing mm. by saying, I know that there's sometimes you feel like even how we were just like, oh, I feel kind of bad because it feels like I'm saying all men. And it, that's sort of like a trait of being like, oh, I feel bad calling them out for their actions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not, of course we're not saying all men. We don't want to do that. We think that that is counterproductive, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's the, that's what we've seen. You know what I mean? That's our truth. Yeah. That's our upbringings. You are not responsible for someone else's feelings. Mm -hmm. If you're in a dangerous situation, try to avoid them, avoid it if you can. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you're in a situation where like this could get physical and like dangerous, fight (laughs) <laughs> really yeah. I mean but it's scary it's scary because if they're drunk and they're just some it's so sensitive to talk about and the yeah. thing is like when I'm talking about it I have in my head like some person on the internet being like let's pick apart this and show why feminism's ruining yeah. stuff and that's like I'm, I'm so fearful of even speaking well, up to tell yeah. other people to speak up to, to just like treat women with equality rather than as things which is what a lot but of fuck us... it kick them kick them fight up fight back <laughs> bring yeah. fucking mace yeah bring fucking mace i have mace you do hell yeah i don't have mace i just have thunder thighs i always feel like that can take care of everything i could literally choke a man with my thighs i'd rather blind him <laughs> <laughs> blind him push him out into traffic i don't care well i do care i don't want to but I don't. Ah! Oh, so God, I love this. I don't oh, know that. Okay. I have so much uh, to think about. <laughs> when we generalize, you know what I mean? And and I know that that could be really insulting to someone who's like, I'm not a bad guy. I, mm-hmm. I didn't do, like, I'm not a bad, you know, and mm-hmm. he wouldn't do the things that we say that you're doing. And I'm not saying that you would or anything like that. If what we're saying doesn't apply to you, fantastic. You're doing great, buddy. Wonderful. You're doing great. Yes. That's nothing to worry about. If it. If it might apply to you or you're kind of triggered by it, maybe it does. It uh, What we're saying is that you're not a bad person. You can stop doing shitty things. Boom. Or letting shitty things happen. Or having shitty friends or shitty groups of these are minds. things. These are things within your control is all I'm Boom. saying. Oh, I like that. And I think that that's like really important is that I don't think that it's a I'm right, you're wrong, totally X them out, get them out of here. Put them on an island. I don't think it's like that. I think it's a, it's a really uncomfortable process of like peeling back layers of mm, not who we inward. are, but who we were taught to be. Mm. And so, if you're insulted by it, it's really not even you. Yeah. <laughs> I think you started really, really good, and I think yeah. that it's still there. So I just think that you know, same with any sort of hateful um, that's disguised as true uh, feelings or actions. You know what I mean? It's fear well said she always says things so well you guys fucking know she does you okay you did really good does love exist yeah it does i don't know man it does uh, guys, again, that that uh, movie is called Liberated, The New Sexual Revolution. It's on Netflix by Benjamin Nolte. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, and, you know, send us your pictures from spring break. We love to see you and your friends having a good time. I'd love to see that. Mm. Well, to, uh, ch- shifting to maybe a, a lighter thing. We've lighter. Been, we've been uh, introducing this new segment where we... Tell you guys our one adult thing that felt like maybe it was helping us be more of an adult this weekend uh, or this past week. Do you have a thing? Yeah, it's kind of long. Oh, boy. I know. It's Call Me By Your Name. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, I know I already said it in the beginning. I know. Were we I, wrong about Queer Eye? All y'all motherfuckers be watching Queer Eye because we told you. We're not wrong, is what I'm saying. So call me by your name. <laughs> I just, I want so badly to believe in true good love. Mm. And that was just so sweet. It was so sweet. So. You want to believe in good love, true love. I want to believe in that. I don't know if it's being naive to believe in that. I still no. do, but maybe it only exists in books and movies, in which case that's just what I'll, where I'll continue to dwell. I like that. Thanks. Uh, mine is also a media recommendation. I Welcome watched and this uh, documentary on Netflix again this week, and I was traveling a lot. That's why I watched so many things. Um, it is a Katie Couric doc on Netflix called... Something about the gender evolution, revolution, gender revolution. You can fucking Google it. Um, but it, I was with my parents this weekend, and of course, we were talking about just culture and my life, and some subjects came up about gender. And uh, this documentary, I feel like, is a very easy way to learn about gender and the spectrum and intersex people, transgender people, and it was um, an elementary way. I felt like it would be something Mm -hmm. that I recommend to anyone that doesn't fully understand or feels confused by it or scared of learning because the fear of fucking up um, or not being PC, and it was something that I would recommend to anyone who has, like, parents because people fucking love Katie Couric. Parents love Katie Couric, and they trust her, and she does a really good job of... um, yeah, explaining it deep, taking just a fucking deep dive into it as someone who knows nothing about it. And yeah. I would recommend it. Uh, I want to give shout outs this week to <laughs> uh, grilled cheeses. I just also wanted to shout out grilled cheeses. They're fantastic. We both snack. had grilled cheese at different times this week. But maybe and that was the universe's way of putting this together. Maybe we were eating them at the same time. Oh my God, how cute. Did you have one on Saturday? I did. What time? Uh, well, it was mountain time. So I would say about. Four. Four o'clock so that Colorado would, yeah. time, so it would be three, three o'clock. o'clock. I had it at about one o'clock. Ah, okay. And then also I posted about it on my Instagram story. My ex-boyfriend saw it, and then he made a grilled cheese. And I was like, bitch, I know you still be looking at my Instagram stories. Wow. It's fine. Grilled cheese is <sighs> as contagious as I want to shout out Christina from Norway from Taylor Cote. T. Cote. Oh, God. Uh, Brooke Taylor, as fucking always. At Becca Carty. At Christine Piercy. And at her worshipfulness, guys, you can get my merch at shopkidbell.com. Kid Bell with two Ds. And I'd like to shout out at underscore CVV underscore at Maya Lou. Nice. <laughs> and at um, Eman Gamma Megahead. <laughs> That's a fun one to say. It's her last name. Oh, what's the hashtag again? Stupid history with, with a, a one. one. Nice. And but don't forget to hashtag contest. Iman made a... Uh, drawing of me and I love that. <gasps> that was one on your gram story. Yeah. Guys, if you ever make fan art or like get the merch or whatever, please tag us so we can see it because we love seeing that. It makes us feel good. It just makes us feel special. It doesn't everyone want to just feel special. I do. I just want to feel special. You can follow me at Kelsey Dare on all the things. You can follow me <laughs> at Kate Peterman on Instagram or at K-A-Y-T-E-P-E-A. Uh, uh, we'll see you next week. Fucking bye. Wait, you gotta say it with me. Fucking. Wait for me. Wow. Fuck you.